Hi, welcome to Bible on the Beach. Glad you could join us today. I'm in the hills here in San Clemente, uh, in my home where I live. Glad you could be with us. We're in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 today. Paul writes, As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank given to you in your divine calling. Paul points out three things quickly. One, <clears throat> we're prisoners of Jesus. Our allegiance, our focus, and our priority in life is following him and him alone. Our goal is to be holy. That means that we're set apart for God's plan and his purpose for us in our lives here on earth. Did you know that God has a plan for your life and that you're supposed to strive in your character, in your life, and your integrity to line up with that plan. You know, I know God's plan for my life is to pastor people, preach this word, preach the word of God, plant churches, and provide water. That's God's plan and will and desire for me, is calling for me, so I stay very focused on that because that's what God wants me to do. Um, Are there people that are better than me at preaching the Bible? Duh! (laughs) Of course! But just because someone's better than you at teaching the Bible doesn't mean that you're not supposed to teach the Bible. You see, that's what pastors do. They teach the Bible. Let me me tell it to you another way. How do you know if you're good at surfing in this area? The answer is you paddle out at lowers and you catch a lot of waves. End of story. If you don't paddle out at lowers and you don't catch a lot of waves, you're not great at surfing. Now, you might be saying to yourself, that's such an offensive thing to say to someone. No, it's the truth. You mean you're gonna have to work at things in order to get better at them? Duh, bingo. Pastors teach the Bible. Um, Are you gonna be good at it right away? No. Are we called, am I called to do it faithfully and consistently? Of course. So it shows humility when you keep practicing at something in order to get better at it. So God, Paul says, <clears throat> I'm a prisoner. Uh, I'm called to be holy and um, suitable to your high rank. Now God wants to elevate our thinking and elevate our life uh, in order to line up with his ideas for us. A lot of times we think here. God says, no, 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 I need you to think here. So the process of us following Jesus is elevating our thinking. Here's our thinking, here's God's thinking. Are we gonna bring God's thinking down to our thinking? No. Are we gonna get our thinking right here up to God's thinking? Absolutely. How do you do that? Realize your priorities, you realize your focus, you realize your calling, you elevate your thinking in your life. Um, so God can work in you and through you. Now, verse two, he says, with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another. You can do a whole message on this verse. God says we're supposed to have tender humility. <clears throat> Talked about this yesterday. I believe it was Thomas Aquinas who was asked, What's, what are the finest Christian virtues? Humilitas, humilitas, humilitas was his answer in the Latin. 
humility, humility, humility. So God says we're actually supposed to have tender humility. Uh, it takes it even a step further. There's a descriptive word for humility, tender humility. So that's our goal. And uh, quiet patience. Uh, patience is quiet because you have to hold your tongue when you want to say things that you shouldn't say. And um, the majority of the time, I do pretty good. I don't really say things I shouldn't. However, I do to my my very close family, and those are the times when God has to keep me in check. You know, like I notice I'm a little looser when I talk with my parents. I'm a little looser when I talk with my wife. I'm a little looser when I talk with my friends I've known for 20 years. That's just how I'm wired. The longer that I know someone, the more comfortable I feel around them. There's nothing wrong with that, but uh, God wants to keep us uh, in tender humility, quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generosity. So God wants us to be, how do you know you're being gentle? Well, when someone does something wrong or something that you need to forgive them for, you're easy about it. You're not making people beg for forgiveness, making people get on their knees and grovel and come to you. Don't, don't be that way. God says, just be gentle and be generous. Generosity is a spirit. Be generous with um, everything that you have in your life. It's all a gift from God. We don't own anything. We're just asset managers. We think we own stuff. We don't own anything. All we are is asset managers. Where do the assets come from? They came from God. God gave you your intellect. God gave you your education. God gave you your opportunity. God gave you your parents. God gave you your wealth. God gave you everything. All you are is an asset manager. And God's looking to see how are you stewarding your influence? How are you stewarding opportunity? God's watching to see if we're doing a good job with that. So keep that in mind. We're just asset managers for Jesus. He says, be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body and one spirit as you were called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. He says, be faithful to guard the life of the spirit. Yes, we have to guard the life of the spirit. Um, There are things that we should never allow in our life. Bible says, I put, um, I guard my eyes. I guard my heart. I guard my life. I guard my friendships. I guard my spirit. We don't want to allow things in that can contaminate what God's trying to do in us and through us. So guard your life, guard your mind, guard your thoughts, guard your spirit. For the Lord is one, so are we. We share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. Here's the deal. When we get to heaven, there's not going to be all these brands and organizations. They're not going to exist. They exist here on earth, mostly because of, um, you know, a a cynical view would say um, that organizations and brands exist because of ego and pride and power. Um, An optimistic view would say we want to have a level of comfort with people that we run this race with here on earth. I've seen both. The point is whether you have a cynical view of religious institutions and organizations, or you have an optimistic view of religious institutions and organizations. The deal is when we get to heaven, there's one hero. That's it. 
There won't be famous pastors. There won't be famous churches. There won't be famous books. There won't be famous people. There'll be none of that. They'll just be servants of the king. People that were faithful to the hero of heaven, Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Are you being faithful to the hero of heaven, Jesus? What's he asking you to do with your life? How's he asking you to spend your time? What's he asking you to do with your money? Are you being faithful to what God has asked you to do in your life? He says he is a perfect father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. That's what God does. He's perfect. He lives in us. He flows through us. He's that living water that's bubbling up out of our life, making life beautiful for all of the parched people that live a life of drought all around us. Thanks for joining me today. I love doing this. I hope this is encouraging to you. That's why I do uh, Bible on the Beach. There's been a lot of Bible in the Hills lately because um, the surf's kind of been up and down. My routine's been a little different. I'm glad you join in. Until next time, have a beautiful day.